Welcome back to Characters in Class, where we roll up D&D characters without prior planning or knowledge, which we don't have much of anyway. I'm Colin Carlton. You are? I am. I was just going to say, I feel like we we have less knowledge than when we started. Yep. <laughs> the, way, the way this morning's been going so far. Uh, I am Matthew Fillion, uh, your co-host. Our intelligence ability score keeps going down. I feel like we started at like a moderate, like 12 or 13. And the uh-huh. longer this goes on, we're like hovering at like, like a generous eight at this point. And it just keeps going lower. Um, but welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in yet again and listening to us do our crazy thing. All right, so um, as always, we will use the 46 drop the lowest. Um, on a recent episode, I said I was going to try the 3d6 without the fourth one. And then I rolled like hot garbage. So I'm not going to <laughs> I'm going to use the 46 again because apparently the trick is to not tell the dice gods that you're planning on gimping yourself <laughs> when you roll maybe Otherwise, i should maybe i should do that because i rolled like a hero last time yeah lastly last time you had you had dm thinks you're lying stats and i had dm asks you if you want to re-roll stats <laughs> what so we i'll, I'll do the so, i'll do the 3d6 i mean you could or we get it's uh you know I, I won't i won't hold you one or the other if you wanted to do it that way go right ahead i'm gonna yeah, do no, the, let's do it i'm gonna do the 46 just because i rolled so epically bad last time that i just i, I need a win i need a yeah. win yeah so. you can't afford it <laughs> um speaking of you want to go first i went first right. last time i will roll oh god six <laughs> that's what you got the first roll last yep. time uh 17 Okay, that's better. That's better. 16. Okay. Uh, 12. Okay. Uh, 14. Okay, you got that one good dump stat you like. like. Yeah, I always like to have one dump stat. And I got one more, right? One more, yeah. All right. Oh. They get two dump stats, uh, eight. Okay. So you have six, eight, 12, 14, 16, 17. Oof. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like having, I like having some nearly maxed and some hot garbage in the same roles. That's my favorite type of character. I don't want all 14s and above and I, God, just give me one 16. That's all I really need. You know, <laughs> This is almost too real life. Yep. <laughs> Don't okay, here I go. I'm, I'm only doing. I'm only doing three. Oh, we're, we're riding dangerously, ladies and gentlemen. Taking a dance. Okay, twelve. Twelve. You got it. Eight. Eight. Fourteen. Fourteen. Oh, oh, uh, sixteen. Huh. Okay. That was good. That was two fives and a six. Eight. Eight. Okay. Oh, one fell. Ah, You keep it if it's a six. I re-rolled that one, and it's a six. So uh, that's another 12. 12. You know, this is proof that it, however you do your stats doesn't really matter because you get two dump stats and a couple of great ones and some medium ones too. Uh, uh-huh. So you have two eights, two twelves, a 14, and a 16. Okay. Huh. What am I going to do with that? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think we've talked about, I've got this apparent, like, aggressive aversion to spellcasters for some reason that I was unaware of when we started doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I always thought, I like all classes equally. And the more we do this, I'm like, I want oh. a big sword. Yep. And I want to hit things. Like, I have, apparently, my, my, my D&D persona is not a smart man. Um <laughs> <laughs> but 
I have three spectacular stats, two absolute dog shit ones, and one medium one. You might have the easier time because you get you get two really good ones, two medium ones, and two terrible ones too. Yeah, I can really balance this guy out. Yeah. Um. Hmm. You know, and, and for me. It's which kind so a uh, wizard sorcerer or uh, so I have okay I have not built a barbarian on the show yet before okay and these are perfect stats for a barbarian yep yep yeah you can do but that but if I'm gonna hold myself to it I haven't done a wizard or a sorcerer yet either um so maybe I do a maybe I do a wizard or a sorcerer or a have I done an artificer you've done an artificer I've done an artificer I don't think I you've done, done an one. artificer. I'm going to do a shadow sorcerer. Okay. And I am going to do, and I think I'm going to use one of the Gothic lineages. Nice. From Van Richten's. I think I'm going to do a monk. Hmm. Yeah, either a monk or it's funny, I don't normally have this much. Um, quandary about what to do yeah it's funny i actually have what i would call perfect stats for almost anything well i think that's where i because i'm like oh well i can make a balanced personality Mm -hmm. with almost anything in here i've also got see this is let's let's talk some theory craft here actually before we maybe that'll help us decide yeah um for me i've got one odd number and all the rest are evens which never happens um oh, that's so right. anything with a plus two and a plus one like almost anything other than human variant human or triton um uh can work here because you can use the plus one to get your main stat to an 18 charisma or intelligence or whatever um and then you bump two really important you can bump dex it for a spellcaster you can bump Dexterity to 16, constitution to 16. So you're pretty survivable. You got good dex, you got good constitution. Um, and then you can make some fun personality choices out of those six and eight. Or yeah, you could do 14, 16, 18 with a plus one, fix that eight and make that a baseline zero, 10. Um, feel less overpowered. If you know, feel like feel less awkward at the table having 16, 16, 18, and keep the dump stat at a six. Yeah. Um and then that feels a little less um, awkwardly overpowered compared to your your peers. I think you know what I mean. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> like that would that actually that actually. Now nah, you know what I'm leaning in. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to make an Asimar fall uh, an Asimar shadow sorcerer. Ooh, with this, and I'm going to put. The plus one, I'm going to use the, the Tasha's rules as always. The plus one to, um, to uh, Charisma for the Sorcerer part. Um, and I don't know, what do you think? Should I, should I get two 16s in there or should I fix that eight with the other plus two and even out a 10? I mean... Because you still get a six for that dump stat. Or I could go crazy with like a better... Um, better medium stat yeah well it, it could i could get rid of a second negative i would get rid of the second negative get rid of the second negative because yeah, i'm still i could still do still have a 16 or 14 for con and, and dexterity one way or the other the only tough part there is which one is which or so if so this was i am i'm stealing a little bit from myself because i've been trying to build i've been playing a lot around a lot with um combining the the darkness and the divine for a character um I'm uh, breaking our rules a little bit, but just because it's, it's been top of mind lately, I've been trying to come up with how to do this. Maybe this will be this will be a, a test run for me for a concept where I want to have where those two where the celestial side of D and D hits the, with the darker elements, and have a character who sort of um, straddles both worlds. Having Asimar Shadow is an interesting kind of combo there. Now I don't know so, much about the Asimar. Asimar, it's funny because the, the lore is a little all over the place. The um because sometimes it's 
they're they're depending on the edition sometimes they're an actual race like they are descent they're descendant of uh like angelic forces in some cases they're sort of touched by the divine and they're born to regular families um the way i run it in my settings i see them almost like family lines like somewhere along the line sort of like um because the same thing happens with genasi too where they they could be like you know oh (laughs) what i was listening to listening to Brennan Lee Mulligan's podcast earlier today, actually, uh, from a couple years back, and he referred to Genasi like, okay, so let me get this straight. Somewhere in somewhere in my family line, someone fucked a whirlpool. Is that what happened? <laughs> you know? it like, and it was like, oh, okay. But um, but I actually like the idea of there being sort of like a civilization of Genasi, like instead of it being like, oh, once upon a time, someone had an affair with a genie. Yeah. It's more like they're 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 people to themselves. And I kind of think that these characters deserve that kind of lore to have people to themselves. So I would say, like for me, if our world building, Asimar would kind of integrate because they can kind of often pass in other societies. Maybe they're families that have angelic um, bloodlines or something like that, or, or like a history of mingling with you know the the divine parts of the lore. Uh-huh. Um, but they don't always have to be good divine. They can be related to, you know, they can they can have a mingling with a dark god too. They don't necessarily have to be light and hope, <laughs> you yeah. know. So, so my tough part with the stat would be ma- really maximizing a survivable sorcerer. Strength is definitely going to be the six. I'm picturing this being a very unassuming person, like very slender, very like um, rail thin. Yeah, like non-threatening um and the asimar vibe because they never it's sort of unclear like are you you know sometimes they just look human sometimes they're like really pretty human sometimes they've got bluish or silvery skin and eyes with no pupils it all depends and for me i think it would be like just willowy and pale and Uh but it could just be like are they sickly or are they something else and like that'll be kind of like the vibe that they'll give off like so low strength and then the question of where that other dump stat because that might actually help because I don't think they necessarily want to be dumb or unwise. So I'm going to go with, the, I'm going to put the, the plus two, two in the eight to fix the negative to that. And I'll, I'll flip a coin between wisdom and intelligence. Um, I think that's smart. You know, what do you think? Uh, if, if you're thinking, you know, and it's a plus one or not a plus one, I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'll, I'll, I'll do a, a 10 and a 12 for those two. And then what's your opinion? on on uh constitution versus dexterity are you when you make a spellcaster um okay so speaking as somebody who is most recently a klutzy tortle wizard Mm -hmm. um who most recently has failed several dexterity (laughs) (laughs) really i cannot wait until the most recent recording airs because it is so cinematic it is a a failed (laughs) deck save straight out of a movie like, uh-huh. it was, it's amazing um so uh so i will never let my decks be this low again because when i was an elf fighter uh my decks was maxed out pretty early yep. on the infamous slap fight where two de- two 20 dexterity elven yep. warriors got into a fight and just couldn't hit each other you, yep. it was it was it was something it was uh, yet all cinematic in the wrong way where you just couldn't you just kept slapping each other and missing um, um, so I would always say Dex, but that just seems to be because I keep. <laughs> now it's funny because it. you're playing a character. You're playing, I and mean, I suppose that this by the time, at some point, people are going to know that I think that yeah. you're playing a turtle. So you've got a, yep. you've got a good AC to start with. So a lot of that that fixes why because um, as the saying with with uh, spellcasters, um, well, you want high constitution because you start off with low hit die, right. which it, we've I have freely admitted on this podcast many times that I am a hit point addict. Just give me more hit points. Give me, I'll, let me take the tough feet. No, 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 no. Give me more hit points. But um, the idea is like the only thing that's better than having enough hit points to take a hit is to be dexterous enough to not get hit in the first place. Correct. <laughs> so it's sort of a coin flip. I think um, because I live in fear of the D6 hit points, I'll probably do 16 con, 14 um, dexterity because that's not too terrible. It's still, it's still a plus two. Yeah, that's uh, not bad. Dex. Yeah. Um, so that's how I'm going to do my stats. I'm going to do an Asimar. I haven't figured out the subclass, but I want to hear what you're thinking with your guy while I'm yeah. 
puttering over here on the other side. Okay, so I am going to go with my original thought. I'm going to do a monk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to do something I haven't done before, which is uh, lizard folk. I love lizard folk. So lizard folk I... Monk, it's excellent. Yeah, I, I'm thinking like... Um, I think I'm going to lean in towards like an assassin kind of deal mm. where where this lizard is probably like a ninja type um, old school assassin kind of lives in the shadows kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to put that 16 in the wisdom because mm-hmm. you need to. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Monks are monks. Uh, they're one of those ones that depend on so many stats to you yeah dex dex and dex and wisdom but also constitutionally you kind of they're 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 an interesting class to try to fill out yeah so i think 16 for the wisdom i'll put that original 14 in the dex Mm -hmm. and a 12 for the constitution maybe i'll do another 12 in the strength and then i got those two eights that maybe i'll stick in intelligence and charisma because he's kind of a loner, so I don't necessarily need him to be charismatic. You know, it's it, charisma. It, it, um, I love low charisma as a character choice because it's it's never really a dump stat. A lot of a lot of spell saves are charisma. A lot of charm spells and stuff like that rely on charisma. So uh-huh. you choosing a low charisma is both a good character choice and it also is um, a brave choice mechanically so i actually respect that like it's the two easy ones are, are, are strength and intelligence there's so few saving throws for strength and intelligence that's like yeah. oh sure i freely admit i just put i just took strength as dumped out right now i like bust my balls for that but like, well, because um, he's a monk he doesn't really need like i can i can choose dexterity right so yeah, you can i don't have to worry about that mm-hmm. and then with my um with my bump ups um my constitutional end up being 14 and my wisdom will end up being 17. Perfect. Yeah. So, so that feels pretty, that actually feels pretty good to me. And yeah, the charisma thing's funny because I like to build things so story driven instead of like anticipating uh, game mechanics, mm-hmm. which ends up working <laughs> thematically, but store like like game wise i have almost died several times because of it you more than anybody that i've played with have made some interesting character choices that have damn near gotten you killed frequently because i commit to the bit (laughs) yeah like there's there's a spell choice that you and i are going to have to talk about once the episode is aired (laughs) that i really want to know if it was intentional or accidental or both (laughs) Like it was like you did what? Are you because I mean you did first character had god stats. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like Renan, Renan, I don't think had anything below a 12, right? Like your dump stat no. was still still had a plus. I had no, I had no negative, I had no negative stats. Mm-hmm. Like like ability scores, anything. Uh it's fun to watch you tinker with uh the consequences of your choices um and and especially with your choice of playing you we're getting a little off topic with 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 the with the today's episode but you you know you had a you have you you made a smart choice with a character with a character species that has a way to make up for spellcasters having low ac so like i don't need dexterity i'm fine like oh shit I do need it for other things, though. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I mean, you know, a turtle naturally gets a really high AC. Yeah. So you're like, cool, I'm good. Yeah. You don't <laughs> I got need a it. shell, and if I need more, I can just go into my shell. It's fine. Oh, whoops! I'm a klutz. Yeah, and and I I don't throw hard things. Like, I really don't lean in on people. Like, I don't actually track player stats. Like, yeah. I generally know which ones drive me nuts. Like, oh, you've got a 20 dexterity. I can't hit you with a fireball. That's fine. But, like, I don't track and, like, hold people to things. Like, I don't I don't build encounters around, oh, I know Colin's got a shitty dex. And then it's in the moment, like, oh, God, did I just kill Colin's character because he's got a <laughs> shitty dex to score? 
speak so so speaking of lizard folk actually what else do you get because i think they i think they might have a bump to ac right what 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 is your what does your monk starting with lizard folk get so racial traits i can bite cunning artisan uh hold breath hunter's lore natural armor hungry jaws and i get the ability score increases i like the fact that i can bite stuff read that one because there's some that, that there's more than just biting stuff. I think I think yeah. you, I think you can actually heal yourself a bit with that. Your fanged maw is a natural weapon, which you can use to make unarmed strikes. If you hit with it, you deal piercing damage equal to one d six plus your strength modifier, uh, instead of the bludgeoning damage normal with an unarmed strike, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I can hold my breath for up to fifteen minutes at a time. Which, if you're in a combat situation, is a really long time. Yeah, I mean, D and D has some mythically long ability to hold your breath. Like it's something. I think it's only like a minute plus a minute per your constitution, something like bonus that. or something like that. So it's it's still more than any normal human can. But 15 minutes of just chilling underwater, uh-huh. it takes it um, takes the danger out of the water levels. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. The hunter's lore gives me a couple of skills. So I took animal handling because whenever I'm an animal in this podcast, I take animal handling. Yep. <laughs> <For no reason. laughs> it's, uh, why not? Stealth because I want to make him an assassin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So natural armor, um, tough, thick, scaly skin. You, when I'm not wearing armor, my AC is uh, 13 plus my dexterity modifier. Yeah. You know, that actually helps with, it takes some of the pressure off of the wisdom for your because monks get it's dexterity plus wisdom i believe for your I think so, unarmed yeah. ac so that actually if you didn't want to bump wisdom too too much you could actually kind of rely on that and do 13 plus dex that's like having permanent mage armor yeah yeah basically um hungry jaws in battle i can throw myself into a vicious feeding frenzy as a bonus action um, I can make a special attack with my bite. If the attack hits, it deals its normal damage and I gain temporary hit points, minimum of one, equal to my constitution modifier. And you can't use the trait again until you finish a short or long rest. Hmm. So that's sort of like the, the equivalent to a fighter's, um, um, what is that, second wind? Like second, it's second wind, except for you're actually eating your opponent, right? Uh-huh. So it's a little that's, bit more visually crazy. That's, I mean, would you lean? Would you lean into that as a as a character? Like, uh, like, because at that point, I know it's, it's there's some memes that kick around that I love about you know like how lizard folk look at it's like food not uh, food not food and not food yet. It's kind of how <laughs> they see other species. And like, if the monk is supposed to be kind of zen, but you're also kind of like yes, but that might also be food. Yeah. Well, that but be- like you know, as an assassin. I actually kind of like this as an assassin yeah. because if he really wants to, if you're leaving no trace, kill the guy and then oh eat him. Oh God. Oh God. You went there. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. And I love it. Right. Oh, wow. It's, you know, assassinate it, someone and then it, just sit there and chill and munch on him for a while. It's just functional. It's just a functional skill set. He, uh-huh. He's a perfect assassin. My, oh, my awful. kid has a leopard gecko. And when they shed, they shed like every couple of weeks for their skin and when they shed they eat it so that in the wild other animals can't you know track them down and follow them mm-hmm. so occasionally you'll see this leopard gecko just oh, pow, 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 eating their own skin basically off of their body God, that's so horrible it's, it's cannibal it's 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 institutionalized cannibalism yeah oh, so man. you know and actually thinking about that I'm going to I'm going to make my character. I don't think it, I don't know if it specifies in here, but I'm going to make this monk shed its skin every month or so. That's that's one of those things where I don't know that there's an in-game rule for it, but if if I had a player say my lizard folk sheds his skin and eats it every 6 to 8 weeks, I'd be like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> just just t- tell me when it's happening because there might be some kind of funny like if you're like in combat and like pieces of you are falling off on the ground uh-huh like you know like d- d- it, it might it might gross out the opponents enough to give them disadvantage or it might be distracting enough to you to give you disadvantage or something like that you know like there might be something going on there like well are you and get you know upset? oh this is actually so this is fun you could use it you could use it in a way because there is 
uh, uh, I've seen it where the skin comes off in a way that it almost looks like um, there's actually somebody designed a great little like caricature cartoon um, drawing of it, but it looks like a leopard gecko is wearing a hoodie that has like mm -hmm. a leopard gecko head on it because the skin can come off in such a way that oh. it it's just like mimicking what the creature looks like. So a lizard folk monk could use it as like a, a distraction, you know, <laughs> like yeah, pull their skin off it, and hang it in the corner. Make it like a dummy of themselves. Like, hold uh -huh. on a minute. I got to take all my armor off for a second. Why? Uh, you'll see. <laughs> and just like, like unsleeve themselves and hang it in the corner like a dummy. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, you just you went from having an interesting character concept to having an outright disturbing one and I'm I'm here for it. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, um and is, for is, for monk proficiencies I took athletics and acrobatics and uh alchemist supplies because I figured maybe as an assassin occasionally you'd want to poison somebody. Yeah. You know. Makes sense. In case you don't want to eat them. There, there are. Do you have the option to take poisoner's tools? Because there's actually poisoning and alchemical alch 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 tools are, are different oh, probably. in 5e. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably in there. Yeah. I'll take actually, poisoners. The, it takes poison. The, I think it's a poisoner's kit. I, if, 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 that's one of those ones where uh, I don't know if it's automatically there for the monk to take or not, but it'd be like if you can override it, the player if should it's be. It's in there. To, I'll definitely take that. Yeah. Um, oh, I like so this I, character. <laughs> th this is funny. So I like I, this guy. I, I, I went with Shadow Sorcerer by design for theme, but um, one would think, because you know, there's the three main types, aside from the variant, there's the variant Asimar that they put out in the Dungeon Master's Guide before uh -huh. they released the official ones, which is a pretty good little, it's not, it's not mind-blowing, but it's a pretty good little species to mess around with. But when they made the official ones, they had three, Scourge, Fallen, and Guard, Protector. Um, the Protector is the classic one where they, they sprout white feathered wings and um the fallen are the ones that sprout the bony wings made famous by uh, mo most recently by a critical role character but like um yeah. you know sort of like the fall you know there's the go angel wings and there's the bony death-like wings that in necrotic damage versus uh but i because i'm doing shadow sorcerer and i don't have a desire to fly for this character which I might come into regret. A lot of people say the best thing you can do is have an opportunity to fly, but thematically, if they're a shadow sorcerer, I took Scourge Asimar. Um, they're oh. placed in the world to serve as a guardians of law and good. Their patrons expect them to strike evil, lead by example. They're imbued with divide energy that blazes within them. It feeds a power to destroy evil. Um, they often wear masks to block out the world and focus on containing their power. But Standard stuff, dark vision, uh, normal, medium-sized speed, but celestial resistance, which is resistance to necrotic and radiant damage, not bad for any class of uh, many hit points. Um, a shadow sorcerer that has access to healing hands, which is similar to the, the paladin um, ability. Um, you, can uh, you can touch a creature to regain hit points equal to your level. Um, light bear, so she'll know the light cantrip um speaks common and celestial um and then the scourge part instead of having wings like the other two at third level you can unleash divine energy from within yourself causing searing light to radiate from you pouring out of your eyes and mouths oh wow Mouth and, and threatens to char you your transformation lasts for one minute or until you end it as a bonus action during it you shed bright light in a 10-foot radius and dim light an additional 10 feet and on, on each of your turns you and the creature within 10 feet of you take rate uh you and each creature within 10 feet of you take radiant damage equal to half your level rounded up. In addition, once on each of your turns, you can deal extra radiant damage to one target when you deal damage uh, with an attack or spell. The, um, extra the extra radiant damage equals your level. So this is a shadow sorcerer who can also do damage through light. So it's like this, I wanted to build that dichotomy of like, she can have light pouring out of her or control darkness and it's just all light and shadow thematically. Yeah, you Which, know that because I'm a very visual person. Mm -hmm. This would be an amazing like comic book. This it, this feels like an anime to me. Like it's like yeah, because like the shadow spells like casting darkness or like swirling shadows around you. There's um, one of my favorite things about the shadow sorcerer that 
you actually have to play one to, I think it's level six or seven before you get it. But you have a Hound of Ill Omen, like a, an, a, a Mastiff made of shadow that, serve, that does your bidding. Like, so she's got this warrior, if she survives that long, warrior hound um, uh, at her side, but can radiate light out of eyes and uh, her eyes and mouth. And yeah, um, so it's, it's, I just, it's not that I know that anybody who optimizes characters would be like, should have taken the fly one, man. Or, but, but just the idea of having those two things overlapping. Um, no, story-wise, I love that. And, uh, and like I said, I'm, I'm sort of stealing from a character that I needed for somewhere else, which is the, I think getting this far into it before actually having that happen on this podcast is pretty good you know like, i think so too since we both create characters all the time yeah all the time like i this is actually this actually is great because it's helping me build something that i couldn't decide on um she's a noble so no, taking the noble background history and persuasion with a, a dice set and an extra language i think the language would probably be um oh that's interesting so she's a shadow sorcerer um i bet and speaks celestial as a Asimar, infernal or abyssal on the other end. I'm thinking um, abyssal. Yeah, abyssal. Or deep speech. I don't know. Deep speech always, like in my mind, deep speech always just sounds funny. Deep speech is one of those ones where you think, everybody thinks deep speech is under common. Uh-huh. And undercommon is useful because if you're talking anything that lives underground, then they speak undercommon. But deep speech is like the speech of like Cthulhu, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm going to temporarily grab Abyssal um, because it's sort of the opposite of infer of Infernal. It's got like if if the Asimar is sort of structure and order, then taking the language of chaos is pretty cool. And then, yeah. um, and then the sorcerer gets two proficiencies. Uh, she already got persuasion. Um, I really want this to be a person who can talk. So I'm going to take deception for one. Um, and I'm going to take, I'm going to take insight. I actually don't think Arcana, like Arcana is one that I feel like she should take, but I'm going to say like a lot of this is all happening by accident. Like yeah, Asimar by birth, sorcerer is a bloodline as opposed to like something that you learn. So not trained in magic um and then is this the first time we built a sorcerer on the show yeah um all right so it shadow magic at level one you get eyes of the dark so you get dark vision out to 120 feet um and when you get to level three you learn the darkness spell automatically doesn't count against your sorcerer spells known um and you can spend some sorcery points to see through darkness, which is one of the problems with darkness is you can't see through it either uh -huh. when you cast it, as I think every player who has ever had darkness has learned the hard way. Yep. I cast darkness. Good. You can't see either. Shit. Damn it. <laughs> um, and and uh, shadow sorcerers also get strength of the grave. Um, your oh, existence in a twilight state between life and death makes you difficult to defeat when damage reduces you to zero hit points you can make a charisma saving throw and the dc is five plus the damage taken um, on a success you drop instead to one hit point um you can't use this feature if you're reduced to zero hit points by radiant damage or a critical hit um which is interesting building out that dichotomy because as an asimar she's resistant to radiant damage anyway um so it's it just that that one of the sorcerer bloodline features doesn't actually benefit or does um radiant damage hurts more or it, it doesn't it, it malfunctions one of her other abilities but uh -huh. um that's pretty dynamic though i like yeah i like that um i decided to go with the outlander nice so you grew up in the wilds far from civilization and the comforts of town and technology You've mm -hmm. witnessed the migration of herds larger than forests, survived weather more extreme than any city dweller could comprehend, and enjoyed the solitude of being um, the only thinking creature for miles in any direction. Mm -hmm. The wilds are in your blood, whether you are whether you were a nomad, an explorer, a recluse, a hunter-gatherer, or even a marauder. Even in places where you don't know the specific features of the terrain, you know the ways of the wild. 
So I get survival with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took sleight of hand. Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't like that they make you take a musical instrument. Because <laughs> this person if, wouldn't have a musical instrument. If I had one thing that I could change about um, D&D Beyond, I would make it very simple to drop musical instruments and gaming sets to take something easy. There's ways yes. to do it. You can kind of finagle it. Like there's ways like, uh, you know, to mess around with the settings. But I find around. that I find that both those two things, unless you're playing a bard, and even then, eh, sometimes you don't uh-huh. even you use it. Sometimes you don't even get around to it. I, that, that, it's one of those ones that just I'd love to take something more useful because there there are rules to Three. do it, but I'm just it's a, kind of tough to get there. I'm gonna take under Carmen as a language, a language, mm-hmm. a language. language. Um, for wanderer, which is one of the background features. Uh, you have an excellent memory for maps and geography, and you can always recall the general layout of a terrain settlement and other features around you. In addition, mm. you can find food and fresh water for yourself and up to five other people each day, provided the land offers uh, very small game, water, and so forth. Mm. So I like that. So outlined, outlander for my lizard folk monk. And equipment-wise... Uh, I went pretty bare bones because I like, mm. um, I mean, with a monk, you're mostly using, you're mostly punching the fuck out of stuff anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I gave him a dagger um, and some darts, but that's really all I kind of want him to have. It gave me a quarter staff just kind of by default, but mm. for the most part, I want him to be kind of a hand to hand combat person. Yeah. And I think what I'm going to do is because of the Outlander background and because of the nature of like the assassin kind of monk ninja vibe that we're going for, I'm not going to have them talk a lot. So they don't Mm. interact with people a ton and they don't like chit chat or whatever. So there's no name. And anytime an assassination happens or, or whatever, and the local authorities can't figure it out, it's just known as the unnamed one. So that's what I put down as their name is the unnamed one. Um, and I also want, so no clothing or anything like that, but right. cause they shed every time they shed, I'm going to have them get some like body paint and just huh. dip like the front half of their arm in black paint, same way with the legs and the tail and like, just kind of smear it across the face. So there's this like, kind of black streak that goes across there um probably i would say like i don't really want to go yellow but maybe like a like a pale green body Mm -hmm. and so you know and then just the black along the hands and the fingers and the forearms and probably the legs up to the thighs and it's all real kind of messy and then you can and this paint will stay on the shedded skin so he yeah. can kind of reinvent himself every time he sheds his skin. If need be, yep. If need be. I love having the, the no name. I mean, this is nightmare territory because he's this he's an assassin sound like a would do you know what kind of would um I know you wouldn't pick it up to level three anyway, but would he be would he be a shadow monk? Would he be something else? Like would he be a I mean a, shadow monk makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there's one that would make better sense for the character, but I'm open to ideas. But shadow monk's the first thing I thought of. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah, that's, that's and then not having a name probably doesn't talk much. No, it doesn't talk much. like no social skills at all. And just you, you can I, talk, I, but I want I want to see a scene where he gets hired for a hit. Uh-huh. Like it's got to be awkward, right? Like, oh, this guy, this guy's really good. Just hire him. And, you know, the the, the contact is just perpetually weirded out. Like, he, does he blink? <laughs> maybe once like the lizard eyes blink one time quickly yeah. and then like that will suffice and then picks up the coins and walks away you know like yeah. it's he could be spooky yeah it could be real spooky that's great yeah i like this guy so over here with your spells with my spells the funny funny haha not very funny thing um <laughs> sorcerers get four cantrips which is nice um but only two spells known at level one so very limited options on spells that they know. Um, cantrip, if this is a sort of noble being called to this sort of thing between, you know, between worlds here, 
Um, I kind of like having some of the like mage hand prestidigitation because those are good utility spells for everything. Um, I'm debating between message as the third and then one attack spell or having both a close up and a distance like uh, a distance spell, like doing shocking grasp and chill touch, maybe. Oh um, yeah, and like they got some good. They got firebolt. They got chill touch. They got frostbite. Um, they've got like for ranged spells. They've got a mind sliver, uh, which is not a. It's only one d four, or it's no, it's one d six damage, and then one d four subtracted from their next saving throw when you hit. What do you? What would you see like thematically? I'm 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 inclined to chill touch because it's got that kind of dark necrotic kind of vibe to it, like theme wise. But mind sliver could be kind of fun too. And um, I I agree with you though. Like chill touch, either chill one touch. of those. You can't go wrong with either one of those. But chill touch is uh, uh, that's probably the one I would go with too. I'm gonna go. I'll use chill touch as her attack spell, and then do I do message for utility, or do I grab shocking grasp so that she's got something like almost reflexively, like if if some creature's coming up at her, she reaches out and like like just grabs hold and attacks that way. Um, um message is useful, but also sometimes it's fun to have a game where nobody has message because it gets even funnier because uh-huh. you can't find each other. Like message is almost like message. You take message because your friends wander off. Yep. <laughs> you know well it's kind of um, like without message it's it's the 1980s but with message yep. it's it's modern times you know i'm gonna for now i mean long term might change it but i think for now i will give her shocking grasp as an extra attack spell or um and that actually changes things because they don't uh, sorcerers with those two two spells known at level it's one is great. tough and you kind of have to take mage armor so you don't yeah, die, right? Squishy. Yeah. So I take mage armor, and then do I take an attack spell, or do I take shield and use the use the um, cantrips for attacks, and never plan on attacking with a spell? Use shield to like use the spells for keeping myself alive, or something like magic missile, thunder wave, um, false life for some extra hit points before a fight. Um, I don't, disguise I mean... self. That's an interesting problem because I guess it would depend on what your party looks like a little bit too. Right. Because if you're just by yourself, uh, I would say shield probably. Right. Because it's more important to stay alive. But if you're able to kind of hang back, especially because, and the fun thing about sorcerers is you can burn those sorcery points to get your spell slots back. Mm-hmm. So you want something like shield you can use over and over again. Mage armor you cast once in eight hours at last. So that's sort of and then, do, and then doing that theme of light and darkness, she could also have something like chromatic orb or color spray and really lean into the light and shadow kind of. Oh, yeah. Thematically. I'm going to read them up because we don't, we don't, I don't play a lot of spellcasters. So I'm going to, yeah. so chromatic orb is you hurl a four inch sphere of energy at a creature that you see within range. You choose, you choose acid, cold, fire, lightning, poison, thunder, um, make a ranged spell attack. And if it hits, it takes 3d8 damage um color spray ah there's the difference color spray uh a dazzling ray of flashing color light springs from your hand roll 60 10 so many hit points so that's like a charm spell um it's a cone that essentially like blinds the characters so i think for theme i would grab chromatic orb um which means she's probably get more attacks than she needs but that's okay for now at level one you, you, you do that and then you make some adjustments later on you should be and a little bit of a scrapper at level one anyway yeah and there's no and there are no radiant attacks available that i can see that I've, there might be somewhere but i haven't seen them for uh sorcerers so we'll call the color the chromatic orb is the light to go along with the chill touch for the darkness and have those two things going you know sort of going back and forth yeah i like um, that all right, so that's those are her four cantrips and two spells, and then I don't think uh, there's a ton of starting equipment. Oh yeah, um, uh, the sorcerers don't really start with much. Um, oh, here's a question: If this character is leaning in on this light and darkness, sorcerers are sort of like you know it's naturally gifted versus learned. Um, component pouch or spell casting focus. 
what does your character over on our, our our upcoming show use? I can't remember if you, 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 I use, you use components, right? Yeah. There's there's a lot of flavor to using components versus the uh -huh. spell, but thematically we're the sorcerer or a warlock. Um, it almost makes more sense if they've got a focus. What about if um since it's light and dark, you know, it, it's almost it's almost cliche, but like a sun and a moon. Uh pendant or, or or staff or or a ring on each hand and one's like a white opal and one's a black opal and make yeah. a, a spell casting focused in two parts or something like that oh yeah that'd be great you know, like a like and, a broken up spelling yeah like i'm sure i'm sure a dm would not care if someone complicated their spell casting by having a split focus as opposed to having one item well and story-wise uh, what if somebody pilfers one of the rings exactly yeah right or if you lose it or you know if you get a hand cut off mm -hmm. and you know luke skywalker <laughs> style and you lose it. um and then they come with either a crossbow or a simple weapon um she doesn't have the strength for like a staff or something like that so i'm, just, I'm gonna for kicks give her the, the crossbow because they'll they also start with two daggers automatically as a and yeah. either an explorer's pack or a dungeoneer's pack Neither of which fits the character's theme. I'm going to go with the Explorer's Pack because that'll feel more like a camping gear as opposed to, yeah. I feel like I feel like the, this character might have benefited from like, like a Scholar's Pack or something, but that's okay for now. Oh yeah, that would have been yeah, that would have I been do, a little bit better. I do love that. Um, oh well, starting noble equipment, um, fine clothes, a signet ring, make that the spellcasting focus. Um, a scroll of pedigree, <laughs> and a, and a purse containing twenty five gold. So I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that there. So I mean, she's got a crossbow if she needs it, but it'll be those two attacks that that she'll use. Um, yeah, thematically, this turned out to be very strange, but kind of cool. Yeah, I like this. Was um, this was almost like a like a couple of dark horse comic characters. Uh, so you know, I mean, this is this being the first time this is a character that I had in, I had in my head. I didn't plan on bringing her into the show, but I have right. literally spent a week thinking okay i need this character who's got this it's divine versus um the darkness in her family this noble family um and I, and the players got attached enough that i'm like okay i need i need uh, the, the, i gotta stat her out because she mm -hmm. might stick around um and i'm like okay shadow sorcerer or divine soul sorcerer or um celestial warlock or oh yeah great old one warlock or, or aberrant like just um there's there's so many conflicting options there and this might be one of those ones where shadow sorcerer with a celestial warlock dip later on for some elders blasting and stuff and yeah that could you could do stuff story with that story wise with that yeah or take or and you can go straight sorcerer or not but um uh -huh. But having that kind of back and that dichotomy, it's not the most efficient character in the world, but it actually might be fun to play. So I'm going to keep it. It's a fun um, story too. But, and, and the name, DMs, write names down before the session. I'm stuck, <laughs> I'm stuck with this name. I have to give this character this name because this is who she is in the game. Um, I was trying to come up with the family that sounded like it, it had come like vaguely ancient like old sumerian kind of thing and i came up with alashite because i wanted the ite at the end like to sound like worshippers of something all and someone goes alashite huh i'm like fuck shit but so her last name is alashite a-l-a-s-h-i-t and first name i was just winging it and so i named her daya oh daya is a name but um i decided all of their names are much like much like the sith they all vaguely sound like other words like her first name her first Full first name is Diaphanos. Oh. <laughs> and like her father, I forget the father's name, but all everybody in the family has a name like that where it's another word, but you remove a letter and it's actually an English word. So 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 Diaphanos Alishite is the name of this of this sorcerer. Oh, and shit. we just made someone who's actually going to see real play in a game as an NPC. Um yeah, that's actually fun. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's I mean, I have been tempted um after we've recorded. To be like that's going to be an NPC. So we've made this, like like uh, the infamous Moss Scale Shitty Druid that I made in the second episode. Um, we've made a bunch of characters that I think will show up in campaigns. Not yeah, as they're, they're easy ones to slot in as an NPC. 
oh yeah we've got a ton of those but this is the first time i've actually been like i need this and our show has served a need yeah <laughs> to create a character that i needed for a campaign <laughs> only took us 18 episodes for that oh, to happen or something. So, yeah high teens yeah so all right so that's, that's fun though i like both of these characters yeah i it's i'm actually this will be the first time i literally will wrap up our our recording session and then send this to the the players of that campaign so they can see that she now exists <laughs> okay um, so so um so i made the unnamed one which is a lizard folk monk uh who's a terrifying and brutal assassin and i made diaphanos alishite a noble scourge asimar shadow sorcerer excellent uh, you can find us at charactersinclass.com or at cnclasspodcast on all the social medias. I'm at colincarlton.com or at colincarltonvo on all the social medias. Um, we release every Monday and that's where you can hear us on here. And you can talk about our other podcast as well. We are... It may be live by the time this rolls. It might be coming momentarily by the time this rolls out, but we are releasing an anthology of actual plays uh, called The Raven Folly Institute Presents. Um, our first season, uh, first campaign, first season, takes place in the Sanguine Moors of Bathamir, and that is the title of the season. Um, it stars Colin. It stars guests of the show, Miranda and John, and soon i hope to be guest of the show danny antes uh an artist and wonderful person um correct and uh we can't wait to share it with you um that's correct i hope i, I hope by the time you hear this you can just click over and download the first episode but it yes. might be a few weeks but stay tuned because we will keep talking about it and uh we're all four all five of us are very excited to share this with you that's right and what about you? Find Tell people where they can oh, find you. Yeah, you can find me at uh, MatthewFillion.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Fillion, uh, Matthew Fillion on, on uh, the TikToks and the Facebooks. Um, and uh, I will never not talk about this game. So find me and hang me and tell me about what random characters you're using. Let's talk spell <laughs> slots. Uh, let's, let's, let's talk about hit point addiction. I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. Let me know. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see thanks you again next week. <laughs>